who has a why can bear almost any how. Friedrich Nietzsche. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast. The importance of never giving up. Uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss why perseverance is a very important trait to have and how it can how it's related to exercising and improving yourself in the gym. So to begin, we're going to go over uh, how you can determine a reason for why you want to be making yourself stronger. Yeah. So I think um, I wanted to say, hey, everyone, hope you're doing well. Um, the reason we decided to pick this like title and this topic in the context of uh, fitness and diet is because you can't really fail at dieting and fitness if you don't ever quit, right? The only way you can actually fail in this area of, of self-improvement or um, self-betterment, self-achievement, whatever you want to call it, this specific area, the only way you fail is if you stop. So if you've been working out, if you, have ever, if you haven't ever started, right, um, there can be a lot of things that might hold you back. There can be a lot of things that might get in your way. And we kind of just want to go over some of that stuff, how you prevent it, how you let go of the fear or anxiety that might, that beginning something new might cause and just optimizing your own health and your own fitness for yourself right? Because there can be a lot of stuff out there, a lot of mixed messaging on what the right thing is to do is what you have like activity requirements. Um, some people might tell you one thing about strength training. Some people might tell you another thing at the end of the day, the whole idea is you have to optimize your health for yourself. What works the best scientifically may not be the best thing that works for your brain, right? You may not be motivated to do those things. So that's definitely where we want to hit a point on and yeah. Yeah. Because people can get, um, what's it called paralysis by analysis, right? You could have a guy who is just doing all this research about what should I be doing in the gym? How many reps, how many sets versus a guy who just maybe he gets in the gym with his buddies and he screws around for a bit. Mm-hmm. He might be, further ahead in the end because he's actually in the gym and he's actually doing something and he actually versus the other it. guy. Yeah. He's enjoying himself. So he's more likely to keep going back versus the other guy who's just, uh, while it's probably good to get it, get yourself dialed in, like you said, there is a scientific way to train. Just getting into when you're getting started is more important than dialing in every single aspect. Yeah, and I think with that, we should probably start with our um, actual, our own personal stories about maybe how we got into physical fitness and training. Um, did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I don't mind going first. Um, for me, it was, I started in, uh, when I was in my first year at university, I didn't really uh, work out in high school, uh, except a little bit like not much at all so I don't really uh 
consider that my start, but the first time I was doing anything consistently was in university, and it was only because I went with my friends, which is another huge thing um, to get started if anyone's uncomfortable in the gym. Going with your friends is a big thing to get over that. And um, basically the first thing I did was uh, I was kind of more like the analysis guy, to be honest, because I wanted to be sure that I was I was going to do something that would get me results. Mm. Um, so I, I had watched some videos online of Mark Ripito from Starting Strength. And because of that, I decided to buy his book. So the first program I did was Starting Strength. And I saw some pretty decent results from that. I think I got kind of fat after that because <laughs> basically the only nutrition advice he gives you is drink a gallon of milk a day and just <laughs> eat as much as you can. So I did. And I was eating like bacon and eggs every day and uh, yeah, just eating as much as I possibly could for like six months straight. So I made pretty good gains. Uh, strength, like obviously I had never... I'd never done a barbell squat before, so my squat more than doubled, uh, my bench almost doubled, deadlift more than doubled, so that was all good, and then because wow. I was seeing good results, that kept me motivated, um, and then just to fill in the time between then and now, um, I kind of stopped doing it for a little while, and I just... This guy stopped for about five or six months in between because I had a injury in my back. Um, okay. And I, I kept hitting these plateaus with the, the strength. And I think it was because my, my diet was kind of bad at the time. And then I changed, changed jobs and how all your... types of things. Just trying to keep it straight. How's Sorry, your, go ahead. How's your, like, uh, how's your sleep? Um... Like, what other things might have affected, you know, other than the back yeah. injury? What might have affected? Because, like, this is what we want to get out on the table. What the hell mm -hmm. is holding you back when you stop or you take a break? And what pushes you forward? Yeah, I think it was a combination of uh, bad form, bad diet, and also not great sleep at the time. Because I was usually staying up to, to study when I was in university, so... Yeah, I was probably getting like six hours sleep maybe most nights, mm -hmm. um, which wasn't enough. And then um, I was buying like the cheapest possible food as well, wow. like like dime a dozen chicken breasts. And uh, I wasn't eating any real uh, like butter. I was just having like margarine and just horrible stuff uh, for your hormones and stuff like that um yeah and then also just really bad form because i think i wasn't uh i was lifting pretty much alone like even though i started going to the gym with my friends they were doing other stuff and i went and did my own thing and it was like i didn't have anyone to watch me and be like okay your form is, is terrible wow okay which is kind of a, a big deal if you uh get started with bad form it's really hard to uh get back out of those habits 
Um, eventually, I, I, I did go on to, so more recently, I was, uh, instead of just focusing solely on strength in a low rep range, I started doing uh, hypertrophy stuff in like 12 to 15 rep range. And that again, so that was like this past summer, I saw huge gains, like my bench went up like 40 pounds. Wow. It was, it was almost ridiculous. So, um, definitely changing it up is a big thing when you, uh, when you talk about exercising and the, the body adapts to a certain program, you want to switch it up over time so that it, uh, your muscles stay confused, right? That's what they say, and it's... Uh... Stay confused. I love... I just want to say I love when people say I want to confuse the muscles. It's like, one, like, they just can't... They can't get confused. One is a pattern <laughs> is they're used to one... They're used to one movement for so long, or they're used to one weight or one repetition, um, one amount of repetitions for so long, that changing that... It doesn't confuse them, but basically what it does is it forces them to work harder because they're not used to, right? The muscle memory isn't there. And they, like your muscles, mm-hmm. like your muscles and your stabilizer muscles adapt to the movements that you do. So if you're a tennis player, you're going to, all tennis players are relatively similar in their muscular build. All swimmers are very similar because your body uses different stabilizers and different muscle groups when it's doing these types of activities. So what happens when, let's say you've done swimming your whole life and then you change to cycling, your body composition is basically going to change and cycling in the beginning might be very difficult because you're using completely different muscle stabilizers and it doesn't confuse them, right? It just makes them work harder because they're doing something that they don't necessarily recognize. So I, I know it's just, it's just like a funny thing to say <laughs> we're going to confuse the muscles, but it's like... Okay, but if yeah. you confuse, this is the problem with my, that statement, is if people think they can confuse the muscles all the time, and half the time they just overwork themselves, and they might actually cause strain. They might actually injure mm-hmm. themselves. So, you know, just be a little more moderate and take these, these fitness terms that people like to use, these general broad fitness terms, and take them with a grain of salt, especially if you're a beginner. Please take a lot of the terminology and stuff with a grain of salt. At the end of the day, if you eat more than you burn, you're going to gain weight. If you eat mm-hmm. less than you burn in calorie-wise, you're going to lose weight. If you do strength training of any kind, you're very likely to see gains if you're in a caloric surplus, which means you're eating more than you're burning. It's that simple, really. Like that's baseline of anything, right? You might gain fat mm-hmm. as well. That's the th- you might gain fat as well, but the baseline is if you're doing any form of resistance training uh, three or more times per week, you're likely to make gains um, if you haven't done anything at all. And if you want to make yeah, more gains, you're you can do four or five times a week and eat even more, right? Or, or there's other methodologies that are maybe not orthodox, but one that I've heard of is heavy duty training or called HIT training, H-I-T, which is high intensity training. It's one set with a muscle group um, until failure. 
and you only do it one to two times a week. But again, it's very unorthodox. And you might not like that because it's very intense. But again, there's a lot of options for you out here, right? There's a lot of options. That's what we kind of want to make people uh-huh. know that like the way everyone starts is different. What they might change is di- like what they might change working out might be different as they go on. They might learn new methodologies and they might enjoy other things more because at the end of the day, like I said, you can be scientifically optimized and then you can hate it. So what the hell is the point of scientifically optimizing if you're not going to do it, right? So do what you actually enjoy in terms of strength training or weight training, or even if you don't like doing strength training or weight training, do your cardio that you enjoy, right? Do something that works for you. And maybe maybe eventually when you get to a point where you're comfortable, then you can start to challenge yourself a little bit and say, I'm going to try this type of exercising. I didn't like it at the beginning, but I might be able to adapt and I can see it'll be beneficial in the future, right? Like let yourself evolve. Don't hold yourself back. Don't like get stuck on a plateau. Like totally be ready to change what you need to meet your fitness goals. Definitely, I would say... um try there's like you said there's so many different um there's a thousand different ways to to do it right well i would say definitely try different things because if you're doing like a heavy strength program for example and you hit a plateau and you don't know uh you don't know why definitely just change the program try something different because it could definitely be that that gets you over that next plateau that's exactly what happened to me um and it also if you keep changing up what you're doing you're going to find new things that you like and you're going to find things that you never thought that you, you would want to do like i uh about eight months ago now i started boxing nice. for the first time and it's uh now become like one of my favorite things to do and i think Going forward, this uh, this autumn, I'm even going to cut back on the the weightlifting and just do boxing and try to get really good at that uh, for this autumn period because one, I really enjoy it, and two, I feel like if focusing on one thing at a time is uh, will make me a better better at that thing, and then. You know, maybe another three months from now, I'll, I'll go back to weightlifting and having that rest period will, you know, give me new energy to weightlift and hit new PRs and things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So definitely, right. uh, yeah, definitely change it up. Yeah, I think the biggest, um, one of the biggest barriers to people, um, you know, not doing let's say not doing what they actually want to do um in terms of exercising like let's say people want to start and they say i actually want to start with pretty heavy weights um obviously there's going to be like obviously there's going to be barriers to entry like you just simply can't lift that much weight at the beginning and like that's okay that's normal um however if you say i want to start with lower reps and higher weight and someone's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Don't let them stop you, right? And just be like, well, you know, I'm just starting out. So I kind of want to try it this way. And if it doesn't work, then I'll tell you you were right. And I'll try something different, right? Like it's not, 
it doesn't hurt to um, like it really doesn't hurt to experiment with what you're doing because it is at the end of the day it's your you are doing the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like you are doing. You are doing this thing with your own body. For someone to tell you that it's yeah. wrong, okay, they could be correct, but at the same time, you will need to allow yourself to experiment with different types of exercise. Yeah, a big part of the learning is is learning it for yourself and uh, doing doing things to figure it out. Like that's the, the scientific aspect is you have to experiment, and then with more experience, you'll just come to know like. Um, and people say eat intuitively, it's kind of a meme, but you know, a lot of people can just eat into it. Like they just can feel how much, uh, food they need if to, to either gain weight or lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're going to do a bulk or a cut, they can just eat based on their intuition or yeah, the I... same thing with, uh, lifting too. They just know when they're one rep from failure and they can, um, they can just feel it and that all comes with experience. That's the only way to get that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it, it can be quite overwhelming, uh, starting out because there's so much different, uh, opinions, so much different ideas about fitness. Um, one person who really helped me out in general with strength training, calisthenics, uh, the movements themselves, what form is supposed to look like. And although people can be critical of this person, as people are critical of people in the fitness industry, it's only normal because people have been scammers before. They've lied before on in the fitness industry. Uh, it's a very big industry. It's a billion-dollar industry, right? People are going to lie. People, how many times have you probably heard of maybe your friends telling you, oh, this guy came out saying he never does steroids and he actually does do steroids. Or like he, mm-hmm. he lied about his training regimen. He's doing way way different things than what he's telling other people, right? Because like he's doing even less, but he's on steroids. So it, you're getting a different picture of than reality. So someone I really liked who was more authentic, I would say not perfect, but more authentic and, and very, um, has a lot of experiential knowledge is Jeff Cavalier of athletenext.com. He has, he has great exercises. He tells you what the exercises work on the body. He tells you, um, ways that you could exercise, how to split up your workout week, you know, what you want to do with your exercising, what it might look like um, in terms of your scheduling, right? Like he's that type of person that may help you start because he's got a lot of information Uh that can help you and there's other people online who are for, for people who are more advanced, right. For people who are like, yeah, whatever I've heard of Jeff, like he's pretty good. Uh, there's other guys that you might be interested in guys like, uh, Greg Doucette, who does a lot of cooking review. He does a lot of other athlete reviews who talks about their steroid cycles and stuff, their workout cycles. Uh, similar, uh, guy is Derek, uh, from more plates, more dates. He has a YouTube channel and uh website. We'll try to link these, um, in the show notes. And these guys mm-hmm. are more advanced. So maybe not start looking at them right away, but they can help motivate you to get you on the right track. And very importantly, tell you what not to do. Because a lot of young guys will want to 
get on gear, especially as of late. Gear is is slang for like steroids, uh, anabolic steroids, and a lot of young guys who haven't even fully developed want to get on this stuff because they see other people doing it. And I'm here to tell you, do not do steroids, not do anything <laughs> except protein and creatine. Because again, creatine occurs naturally in meat. So if anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying out of their teeth. Um, and it's, it's fine. It's, you're still natural. And most athletes use it because it's a natural occurring substance. You're just getting a more focused product. But regardless of that, do not take anabolic steroids. Do not take testosterone supplementation. Do not take um, Tren. There's a more popular one. Uh, Anavar, I think, is a more popular one. Do not take this stuff. SARMs, <laughs> don't take it. You will regret it. Every single guy who started taking it at a young age before they hit puberty, before they fully develop, will regret it. If you're in your 20s um, and you know what your body works and you know how it is, maybe then you can start to consider it. But I highly recommend not taking it until yeah. your, your body and brain is fully developed, which is at about 25 years old. I personally have never taken any steroids. I would very likely start to take a testosterone supplement when I get older, probably into my 60s, hopefully, if I can stay in good enough yeah. shape. Maybe start that stuff much later in life, but you really don't want to start now. Not I know people say, oh, your body get dependent, gets dependent on it. I, I actually don't think that's correct. I think it's more you become dependent on it because you don't, maybe you won't work as hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will. Like professional bodybuilders are a different story. That's why I'm not talking about them because they work their asses off and they're on steroids. Like that's the difference between someone like you and someone like them. You're probably not going to mm-hmm. put in the same work they are, which is okay. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a power lifter. You don't have to be the strongest guy in the world. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the world. If you want to, great, go ahead. But you don't have to be these people. You can be the person you want to be. If you just want to lose a little bit of weight, man, you, there's a lot of things you can do to lose it a little weight. Don't put all this pressure on yourself. Don't don't get so fearful about beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Just start. Just start and do not stop. Create new goals. If you say, okay, I, I worked out five times a week. That was a bit too much for me. Work out three times a week. Work out two times a week. Go for walks. Like do small stuff. Like really... Like, even if you want to just do the bare minimum, man, it's better than anything. It's better than nothing to do the bare minimum. That's better than giving up. Way better. Right. Yeah. If you, if you tried one thing, like say you tried one schedule, I'm going to lift on this day and then you, you can't make that work. It's way better to just try to tweak it and and still keep going instead of just saying, well, maybe working out's not for me. And then you just give up. You should keep trying. And keep changing it so that you can keep the consistency. And uh, yeah, like you said, all the training is based on what your goals are. So at the beginning, you're going to want to decide why am I doing this? You know, what do I want the outcome to be? Do you want to just be, you know, happier, healthier? Do you want to get strong? Like, do you want to say, I want to lift? I want to deadlift 600 pounds one day and then you make that your goal and you continue, you know, progressive overload until you get to that point. That's all that, uh, the reason why you want to lift is going to determine exactly what you're going to do because you're going to be aiming at something 
-hmm. And you're not going to go for a run if you want to deadlift 600 pounds. You're going to, you know, lift heavy shit and you're going to eat a lot, mm -hmm. right? You might want to, you might want to, so this is another thing. Um, you might want to stay a bit mobile though. So what you might do is in training to get to that very heavy deadlift, just for example, you might say, okay, I want to still stay mobile in my legs and my movement. So what you might do is flexibility training on top of your deadlifting, right? So you kind of mm -hmm. keep your ability to be mobile, your, uh, keep your joints strong and, and uh, loose, right? So they don't, um, they don't tighten up. They don't, um, they'll cause, it'll cause you less problems in the future if you can kind of maintain some sort of mobility. So like, even if you don't feel like doing flexibility training, you can walk, right? You'd say, I'm going to go on a 20 minute walk every day, even though I want to do this deadlift thing. Uh, I want to go on a walk 20 minutes a day so I can keep some sort of mobility or I can go on a five minute jog every day. It's, it, again, these little things that you might want, um, don't limit yourself to them, right? Pick a goal, however big or small, stick with it, adjust it. Don't be afraid to adjust your goals. And I think a lot of people are very stubborn. They pick a goal and they say, well, I didn't get this goal, so I'm not going to do anything else. And that's a horrible attitude. That's the wrong attitude. The goal should be the goal should be to have a goal that you can attain. That's the goal. No matter how, like some goals are very unrealistic, yet still attainable. Mm -hmm. So really the goal should be focusing on what can I do? To... Yeah, adjusting your goal doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you failed. You're just changing the uh, changing what you're going for to suit maybe what you want. You you don't want that anymore. You want something different. Maybe you you realize that something else is possible, so you change it to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, like I was saying, don't be afraid to adjust your goals. Right, especially in the beginning, you actually may not know what you're capable of. You may surpass your goals a lot faster than you think. So do something what you can reasonably rely on to say, I know enough about myself to say I can try to lose 20 pounds in three months. Right, that could be one of your goals, and you end up losing 25 pounds in three months. That's fantastic. Now you can change your goals, now you can make a new one. You actually have gone above your expectations. That's fine. And let's say you can only lose 15 pounds in three months. Man, you still lost – that's not nothing, right? That's 1.25 pounds per week. If you're doing the math here, that's five pounds per month. That's not horrible. Maybe you can say, oh, where did I Where did I fall short? Because you didn't fail. You still achieved something. This is the problem with an absolute mindset in terms of health and fitness. To say that you, if your goal was to lose 20 pounds and you didn't reach the goal, it doesn't mean you failed at all. You still achieved something just short of your goal. So it's not an mm -hmm. absolution. However, if you didn't lose any weight at all, then maybe you could say, why did I fail this time? What happened this time that I wasn't able to lose any weight? What can I do next time that so that this time isn't a failure, but a learning, um, but a lesson, a learning experience was it, is what I meant to say. But that's really, mm -hmm. that's kind of the framework um, for beginners that I would recommend having right away. Because if you go in thinking you're going to get a six pack in like two months and all this stuff, and you've never really worked out before, 
like, let's get real. It's not going to happen unless you're super disciplined somehow and create a miracle, but it's very unlikely. So just be realistic mm-hmm. and like, be okay with falling short a little bit here, right? Be okay with um, potential setbacks, right? Just accept yeah, when you're, them. When you're starting out, the you're, you can have those goals like, I want to lose this amount of weight. I want to lift this amount of weight. But uh, your main goal should be to just build it into a habit that you can stay consistent with. Because then you know you're always able to show up on time and you're always able to, you know, like one of the, the best skills you can have is, you know, cooking your own food and making enough food that you know what's in it and prepping your meals and things like that. Because that's huge for, uh, you know, training and fitness, having your, your nutrition down. And the other thing is making uh, exercise into a habit that you just almost without even thinking about it, you know, either every other day or every day, you know, you're going to go do a workout, right? And you can tell yourself, you know, I'm not the type of person who misses a workout. And then every day you just make sure you get, even if you just do like 20 pushups before you go to bed, just so that day you can tell yourself, I didn't miss the workout, right? That's mm-hmm. how you build it into a habit that stays in your life and a habit that you can uh, continue. Because, like you said, you're not going to get a six-pack in like, two months if you've never started before. Mm-hmm. But if you have your whole life ahead of you and you build a habit of working out, you know your life is going to be way better for the long term and you know having that habit you're going to be way healthier short term and long term right yeah for sure man so um i think we kind of went off uh, a little bit off script here uh, in terms of like you told your story and you know now we know you're going to get into boxing because you prefer that more and that's fantastic like it's a that's a good example of adapting and changing based on what you want, changing your goals based on like you realize, okay, I'm pretty strong now uh, and I'm going to be able to maintain mm-hmm. that strength hopefully, but I also want to learn how to, how to protect myself, right. How to, how to fight maybe and how to, you know, take a punch and that's, yeah, exactly. that's my goal now. Right. So you're going to change your mind. And I think that's fantastic. I think it's great to one, be honest with yourself and be like, I actually really like this and I want to pursue this, then do it. Like that's, that's a great way to look at it. And like, like, Maybe it'll also open up people to other potentialities with their um, fitness journeys. Like, man, I started working out a long time ago. I started working mm-hmm. out in grade 10, maybe in high school. So when I was around 15, 15 or 16, I was already decently yeah. tall. I was like, I don't know, 5'10 at that point, 5'9. So I wasn't too worried about stunting my growth really. And I, I grew a couple more inches after that. So I really, I, I had no problems. Um, so I started around grade 10 and I was always a bit of a bigger guy at that point. So I was actually able to bench quite a lot. I was able to bench, I think it was two plates at that point for my one rep max already off the bat. So I was pretty lucky in that sense, but I never really cared for it. I'll be honest. I never really cared for, uh, one rep maxes. I never really cared for all this stuff. Um, 
most of the time it was my peers who cared about this stuff. And because you're in grade 10, right, because you're a young guy, you pursue this stuff more often. So that's really when I started to go to go to the gym. And it was all very basic strength training. Um, we're talking squats, deadlift, bench press, um, dips, pull-ups. I didn't do pull-ups. It's a big problem that I notice now. My bench is mm. still great. My squats are fine. My deadlift's fine. My pull-ups suck. Because I didn't do pull-ups at that young age, I didn't build that baseline. So here's another thing. If you want a goal to be able to do certain things in the future, you kind of got to start as soon as possible. Because when you're young, I don't necessarily recommend going really heavy with your weights. I definitely recommend getting used to technique, getting used to form. And then at that point, what you can do is get really into the get really into it once you get older you can get into the heavier weights you can get into the more insane or unorthodox techniques because you have a base that you can work from right it's different for these guys when um it's different for these guys that really like haven't done anything or are really young and they're starting out and they start with really heavy weights like you have a real risk of damaging your joints you have a really uh really high risk of you know potentially tweaking your back at a young age and like man that's a big deal to yeah like to to get an injury at a young age can be quite a big deal especially if you don't do physio or or like physio properly it can be quite uh, a scary quite a scary thing so that's not it's not really worth it right because you have time you have time to to build up slowly yeah. and, and get and that's your why, form that's why i say with your goals you have to know yourself and know what you need and kind of humble yourself right a little bit like uh, i know when i was young it's like you want to lift the heaviest weight you want to be the strongest guy in the gym but like a you're not right so you got to kind of face that reality head on you go to the gym you see guys lifting three plates and you're like holy crap i can't even imagine doing that right mm-hmm so, you know, going in, you kind of got to have the humble mindset and also the mindset of a learner because there are people who are going to know a lot more than you. Even if you don't want to know what they know 100%, don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Especially starting out, if you go to the gym, um, it's really tough if you, if you do have a home gym and we're going to get into that as well at this point in time. It's, uh, let's say it's a bit complicated for everyone to go to the gym mm-hmm. and, Let's just say, like, there's people there who are more than happy to help you. There's people there that know more than you. They want to correct your form. They are willing to help you. You can tell them your workout plan. They'll be like, oh, you may want to change this and this. Like, there's people who are more experienced than you that you you might want help from. And another word of advice would be if you're going to ask people who aren't coming up and telling you what to do. Because the people coming up and telling you what to do may not know everything they may just be arrogant right and you probably don't want that you want someone who looks like they know what they're doing so let's say they're fit they're consistent you see them often at the gym you've been going for a couple months now have the courage to say hey i i think what you're doing is fantastic can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing right like uh, most people are happy to help and if they're not that's okay like like, just let it go, right? Like, it's okay. Not everyone's going to want to help everyone out at the same time. So just, you know, keep it chill. You don't have to – not everyone has to be on the same page as you, right? 
But that's okay. It's yeah, not the end of the world if um, if it's not a perfect. It's not perfect when you ask strangers for things, right? And like let go of that entitlement, right? Like I said, it's the humility aspect. It's good to respect people who know more than you, and they're also usually willing to help out. That's why I say this, right? That's why I say, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to, you know, go out of your way to. More more often than not, if people have knowledge in a specific area, they want to share that with people. It's just a, a thing people like to do, right? Especially in the gym, I think it's more more prevalent. And don't uh, don't take advice from anyone whose physique you don't admire, right? Like that's. Should be an yeah. obvious one. Like the guy, I, I don't know why anyone would ever take advice from a, like a fat personal trainer, for example. Yeah, it's, it's hypocritical. Sense. Yeah, it's a hypocritical. Uh, it's a very hypocritical if you have someone who's like probably in worse shape than you telling you what to do. It's very. It's also probably very motivational. It's like why would you even want to listen to someone, um, who's not basically, um, more ahead than you or like knows more than you. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it does. That is that is a real phenomenon. Right. And and there definitely will be people who look better than you. So don't worry about that. Right. But just, you know, the personal trainers, some of them get lazy. You might not want to trust them. The ones who are more fit, the ones who are more in shape, the ones who are consistent, the ones you see exercising. There might be ones who are power lifters. There might be some who are strong men. There might be some who are like CrossFitters. You know, there's there's good in, in every kind of type of exercise. Like as much as like we everyone in the fit, fitness industry or anyone who does any workouts, you know, eventually you kind of make fun of CrossFitters. Like, you know, if that's what you enjoy doing, then I really don't care. Like, it's kind of a light, a light joke. But at the end of the day, I respect someone who does CrossFit more than someone who does nothing, right? Yeah. And that's true. that's the reality, right? Like, even if you do stuff that's outside the box or kind of weird, people are going to respect you more than someone who does nothing, usually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, your physique is your credentials, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. If you're a trainer. For sure. So would you say um, for a new guy getting into the gym or just starting like working out in general, is it key to to know people or do you would you say it's 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 possible now, like since we have all these resources online, that it, a guy can go in alone and, and uh do all this stuff. Yeah. So I, I recommend for anyone starting out to have like a gym buddy who kind of has similar goals, not necessarily exactly the same, but similar goals. At least even if you can just show up at the gym together, even if you're doing different things, it's just nice to have someone who's there by your side. Um, I think the personal aspect of exercise is also one of the favorite parts, right? Cause when you go to a gym for so long, you, you actually might meet friends there. Uh, you get more comfortable with people there. It's like a little community, which is really, it's really cool about in that sense. Um, Mm -hmm. and even the beautiful thing about today is there's online communities. You can go on discord, you can go on Reddit, you can go on 4chan, you can go on, um, YouTube comments. Like literally there's so many outlets now for you to basically ask for help and receive almost exactly what you need. Although it might not be a hundred percent. Eventually there'll be people, hopefully you can trust after learning about stuff that you enjoy and stuff that you don't enjoy. And that could be the thing. Like these, these communities could help you get forward and motivated, right? Help you Mm -hmm. to not plateau. They could help you to learn more than what you knew prior to obviously 
the present moment, right? Like there's, there's so many resources nowadays. Like I, I will tell you, it is easier to have someone who has your back with someone who's kind of looking out for you and like wants the same thing for you as they want for themselves. Obviously that's it. Life is just better when you have someone like that. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not the end of the world if you're alone. Right. Because your goals are yours. You have to achieve them one way or another. Right. Like someone else isn't going to go out of their way to achieve your goals. Like you got to do them. Yeah, that's a good point. Like every uh, like no one's doing it for you. So even if you go to the gym with with your buddy, he can push you. But at the end of the day, you're the one who lifts the weight. You're the one who makes sure that you know you eat what you need to eat. It's it really is an individual uh, sport. Even if you get uh, you know pushed and motivated by by your friends, I think that's important to remember as well that uh, the person you're, you're, you're fighting against, you know, is the person looking back in the mirror, right? It's yeah. your own mind you have to conquer first before anything else. Yeah, um, totally the mental. <laughs> another, uh, another question I want to ask. Yeah, sure. What would you say to, uh, to a guy who, you know, he's, going, he's getting into the gym and his only motivation is because he wants to get girls. Good luck, loser. <laughs> one, one, and this is not just me personally, but I think all men should realize this. Your your value as a man um, is not based on the amount of women you can sleep with. It's not based on the amount of women you can attract. Your value as a man should should come from the value you can bring to others, right? Like just being an attractive guy who can pick up girls is not, is not a value in itself. The value could be you're an excellent communicator. You're a handsome guy, right? People value people who are attractive, right? But your ability to simply, you know, get laid is not actually a value in itself because at the end of the day, what do you want out of your life that, do you want only pleasure out of your life? If you want pure pleasure out of your life, then you're doing a fantastic job just being successful and getting with, with girls, right? But if mm-hmm. that's not what you want for your whole life, at some point you have to realize your value does not derive from your um, like from your sexual marketplace value, let's say, from the amount of girls that are attracted to you. Your value comes from the quality of your character. Your value comes from your ability to wake up in the morning and say, I don't want to do this thing, but I know it's important, right? What What is the value of a man? Really, truly, it's it's not what you can get out of others, but what you can give to others. How many men go through their lives working their asses off for people who don't appreciate them whatsoever? Do these mm-hmm. people have more quality or less quality than the men who just simply act like they deserve respect and attention and all these other things it's it's not the same i people will say oh yeah but i like the guy who's flashy and you know cool and he posts these cool youtube videos like okay one one guy i'll kind of call out in, in particular is um his name was connor connor something on youtube and this guy used to make videos basically posting like he would go to girls he was like tall and fit he would go up to girls and he'd be like yeah i'm like super jacked He'd take his shirt off and people would love it. He would be able to get girls that way. But like he went nuts because he had no purpose. 
right? He mm. ended up getting into all this stuff, trying to fill a void that was not filled by the quality of his character, right? He, he ends up playing a persona rather than actually just being himself. And if you, why do you want to get girls? Let's, let's also talk about this. Why do, you, why do you work out just to get girls? Is it a validation thing? Are you missing something in your life that you need to seek validation from, like trying to try from girls finding you attractive? That might be something you want to look into. So I'll tell you, number one, if you're working out just to get girls, you're probably going to stop as soon as you're able to, to be fit enough to get girls. And some people don't exactly. even need to work out to get girls. So what's the point? That's why that's a <laughs> horrible mindset. The whole point of working out is so that you not only feel better about your, your body and yourself, you, you realize you're able to accomplish something, maybe not alone, but you're able to accomplish something when you put your mind to it at the very minimum. You are a quality person. You have qualities that are useful to yourself and to others, right? You are dis- you have some sort of semblance of discipline. You have some semblance of, of self-care and self-respect that you're willing to suffer to improve your situation in life, right? Mm-hmm. You're not lazy necessarily. You're willing to put in work for important goals. People see that and they respect that, right? As much as much as people want to make fun of meatheads in a gym, meatheads in a gym are similar to like professors in university. They put hours into their craft. They put their whole lives into this and they probably both make fun of each other. But at the end of the day, there's also a mutual respect that comes from being a master at something. And I think being a master of yourself is one of the highest qualities anyone could achieve, man or woman. And that, I would say, is one of the primary motivators for working out, mastering yourself. That's a good answer. I would say you're absolutely right. As soon as that guy who started lifting to get a girlfriend, as soon as he gets a girlfriend, he's going to stop because he'll have he'll have what he what he started out for, and then his girlfriend is going to look at him and say, "Well, this guy doesn't work out anymore. He's actually kind of a loser because." All he did was, uh, all he was doing it for was to, to please me, and she's not going to be interested, because his only goal was to get her, and that's not what women want. They want you to have a priority. They want you to be focused on your own goals and your own purpose first and foremost, secondary to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in their own brain, their own brain, that's going to be what makes them not attracted to you anymore. So yeah, but being, you're absolutely right being about that. an independent man, um, in the sense of like, you're able to have goals and achieve them and have ambitions for yourself and, and you want to get things done. Like that type of independence is, is commendable, right? Women look up to that. Men look up to that. Like that's, that's what makes you. That's where, like, again, the strength and quality comes from your ability to follow through with yourself, right? Because if you can, mm-hmm. if you can rely on yourself to to get things done, other people are more likely to rely on you, and that is part of manhood, right? Is it's serving others. It's it's providing True. for others. It's protecting potentially protecting others, right? And protecting yourself from negative uh, potential negative things, right? Like. Do you want healthy issues? Do you want to be the guy who has to get taken care of when they're like 60? Do you want to be that guy? Mm. 
do you want to be the guy who can't tie his shoes? Like, I think that's so sad. Um, yeah, like, true. totally weird. I think it's totally sad. It's, to it's, it's, it's unmasculine, really. Um, I'm not saying if you have, like, something that's out of your control, but if you're, like, 400 pounds, like, you're super obese, and you can't tie your shoes, that's your fault, and you need to do something about that, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much... And you, much got, you got there because of your own choices. You can make different choices and get out of it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. There's no, like we said, the failure is only when you give up. The mm. failure is only when you quit. So if you're 400 pounds and you say, F that, I'm not going to quit. I actually saw a guy the other day. He just posted his picture after two years. He lost like 180 pounds. Like, yeah. does that sound like a failure to, to you? That sounds like a pretty successful guy to me. And I know that's, mm-hmm. that's quite difficult. To, it's probably very difficult for people to do. But like, man, I got a lot of respect for someone like that. I got yeah, more respect for them than that's, like me. <laughs> that's that's your whole habit of like if you got up to that weight, your entire um, eating habit was just eating too much all the time. Mm-hmm. So and to do a complete one eighty with that and change your, you really have to like rewire your brain to be able to not eat overeat. Yeah, because it was so common. Yeah, it's it's really impressive when people can lose a ton of weight like that yeah and i've fluctuated with weight my whole life um you know that's caused me to try to kind of stop but again i never quit right i've gained weight i've lost weight i've I've had times where i'd work out three four hours a day um you know total total like crazy psycho mode i've had times where i work out three times a week um and I fluctuated, but the, the whole point was I never gave up. So like every time I work out now, it's it's kind of easier to get started again. Let's say, yeah, right? your muscles know true. what they what's they they know what to expect. Your brain knows what to expect. It's kind of easier to get started, but at the same time, it can be uh, easier to not like get back into the groove because you can say, "Oh, I've done this before. I don't really need it. Need to do it again. I don't need to focus on this stuff. I'm 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 good enough." right? I'm, I'm good enough. And that's kind of the, that can be a, that can be a sign of you've given up, right? Is the idea that, mm. oh, I'm, I'm just good enough as I am. It's like, no, no, no. But I, the whole point is you're great as you are, but you can always be better. That's kind of the point here. Right? That's the point of self-mastery. Yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to cover a few more, uh, reasons why a man might want to make himself stronger mm-hmm. and uh one of the main ones i think about is to be able to protect your family right if you one of your goals is to have a family in the future you know a wife and children if there was anyone who wanted to you know hurt them kidnap them kill them and that probably will happen at some point you know, who's going to be the one to protect them? It's got to be you. So if you're not strong enough, if you don't have the skill, then you won't be able to protect them. And that may not That's be one of the things, physically, right? Yeah, it I think about mentally. it a lot, right? They could be, people could yeah. try to break down your family mentally. Um, oh, yeah. Financially, right? Like, 
this is not just about physical and health toughness uh, or reliability. It's about the like reliability on all scales, right? Um, and any discipline you have really does lend itself to other areas. Usually, it really mm-hmm. can you know keep you motivated in other areas, right? Um, yeah, that's a good point. You like with your emotional strength, uh, may help you with your mental strength, like. That's the thing. This is these all these things end up all this all these things that are under self mastery are are end up being part of you, right? End up being part of yourself. So you can't think of them as fragmented things when at the end of the day you're doing all everything every day, right? Like you're thinking about working out in a day, you're thinking about your relationships in a day, you're thinking about your financials in a day. Like they're all together. None of this stuff is separate. A lot of them tie in with each other, right? If people, mm-hmm. like, let's say you overeat, right? There's a financial cost to that. There's a there's a present financial cost and there's a future financial cost. You might have to have more medical treatments. You might have to have more time better than, there's also an emotional toll, right? Because you might be more sick. So you're going to endure more suffering, right? Like this doesn't, these things don't limit themselves to one aspect of your life, especially when it comes to health and fitness. It affects your mood. People like people don't think about this, but man, exercising daily can literally and eating well can literally change your whole mindset. It can change your whole mood. It can change your whole life. And for some people, it has. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, like any. The, science or any of the sources on this but definitely exercises and i know a lot of people like they get mad if you say exercise cures depression or whatever but it is really really helpful at regulating your mood mm-hmm. and once you start to enjoy it it really puts you in a good mood like some people that they're not in a good mood without the gym and they get addicted to the gym um, which is maybe not the healthiest thing, but at least the gym isn't, uh, like a hard drug or something like that, or it's not alcohol. It's not going to do you long-term damage unless you're, you're really hurting yourself. Right. Yeah. If you're in the gym as a way to make yourself feel better mentally, that's another thing that's going to keep you in the gym, you know, long-term and it's not when I say it like that, it makes it sound kind of unhealthy, but it really isn't like everyone needs some kind of outlet to regulate their mood and to you know, build confidence and, and keep themselves happy. Right. And exercise is a perfect way to do that because it also keeps your body in shape as well as your mind. So if your your main goal is to keep your, your mind sharp, and keep your your mood up then you know exercise can be a lot better of a an outlet for that than for example like uh what was that that tweet xbox did um like recently and it said playing xbox is self-care oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind, of a, kind of ridiculous yeah absolutely. but um yeah say you you, for your self-care, you, you play Xbox versus a different guy. For his self-care, he goes to the gym. Who's going to be better off? Because now he's 
he's healthier, he's got his blood pumping, right? Versus the guy who just sat on a couch, and since he was just sitting there, he grabbed a bag of Doritos or something, right? So, yeah, I would say, you know, the mental aspect is another huge thing. And uh, to tie back into, you know, protecting your family, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of things that uh, demoralize your family, a lot of things that um, might get chaotic. And, you know, as the man, you have to be, as the father, you have to be like the emotional rock, right, for -hmm. your wife and for your kids. And you need to steer the ship so that they stay calm in uh, tumultuous times, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean that you – this is a big problem, but it doesn't mean you can't have emotions. It means that you have to be able to accept and adapt what comes forward regardless of your emotions, right? That's the point. Like, like I know a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, I never saw my dad cry until, like, his mom died or his dad died. Like, that's that shouldn't be normal, right? Like, if you see something that's overwhelmingly beautiful – and you don't cry, there's probably something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you probably have some very, um, like, you probably, there's probably something wrong. Mm. Like, you should definitely have emotions and, and show your emotions and, like, be okay with them. Right? But don't let them take, don't let them control you. That's the point. You can say, okay, my and this is this is a great point from Jordan Peterson, but he says be the most reliable person at your father's funeral. Okay, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean you can't cry? No, that just means you can't let your sadness overwhelm you to the point where you cannot like help to plan and you know help others in the situation. That's what that means. Yeah, you need That's to be what functional. You can be crying while you're doing it. You got to be functional, right? Emotionally functional. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Now that you said mm-hmm. that, right? You need to be emotionally functional. You need to be emotional, but at the same time, not let them come to a point where they control your actions, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, just to, before we close it here, the another reason um, I was thinking of to make yourself stronger is you gain respect and honor from other men. So basically the point of the idea is other men don't respect weak men because they know that they wouldn't be able to rely on them in any kind of uh, fight situation or any survival situation. They know that that guy isn't going to be one that they're going to look to for help, right? He's not going to have their back because he simply can't. And that makes me think of another um, Jordan Peterson uh, quote there. The, you know, he says to young men, you should become a monster, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be weak because a weak person can't do anything. You should be as strong as you can be. And that's how you can be a good person because you actually have the ability to do good because you're strong enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, gaining the... And the other thing is gaining respect from other men is actually more important uh, for a man than gaining uh, 
attention from women, mm-hmm. right? So if your your goal is to get strong so you can get respect and honor from men, you're going to be a lot more fulfilled long term than you would be for um, just lifting for the girls, right? Yeah. So true, man. You need to do things for a good reason. And a good reason is not a singular reason, usually. No. You know? Definitely. Yeah. So we'll probably wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> just going to finish off with a Teddy Roosevelt quote. The only man who never makes a mistake is the man who never does anything. So, and uh, resources for this one, we're just going to throw in Starting Strength, Basic Barbell Training by Mark Ripito, and uh, Heavy Duty by Mike Menser, uh, as well as High Intensity Training by Mike Menser. Yeah, and I, I would say it uh, as a last note, if you haven't started, just start. With whatever you know, yep. just start. Just do it. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you.